Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. This makes episode four of the Mind Body Musings podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. I have to let you in on a little secret. So I'm actually all the way in the 40s of the podcast. I am all the way to episode 40-something, and I decided that I wanted to go back and re-record episode number four. Why, you may be wondering? Well, mostly because, well, two reasons. First of all, The original episode number four doesn't really jive with the message of this podcast, like at all. And number four is very closely to number one. And if you're just now joining the show, I didn't really want people to immediately have that experience of listening to a guest that does not preach my message. So I really wanted to go back and re-record episode four so that you guys can hear a more uh, aligned message with the show. And the second reason why I'm doing this is because, you know, when I first started out this podcast, my episode number four was with Kyla Prince, the most amazing woman on the planet. I love her to death. And I did that because I was a little bit too nervous to have episode number one just be me. I was like, I needed a reason to go ahead and just jump into the podcast. And Kyla was there. She was like, let's do this. Let's record. So instead of having an episode that was just me introducing myself, I decided to have it with her because I knew that would be a little bit easier for me just to glide in that way. So now I am re-recording episode four so that I can share my story, just one episode with me. So you guys can hear all about why you should be listening to this show if you're looking for more insight on how to stop obsessing over food and calories and exercise and why this is the show for you if you're ready to find self-worth satisfaction and ah just satiation in places outside of your body because that's where true self-worth is found that's where life is truly lived so welcome to episode four of the mind body musings podcast I'm also going to give you guys a little um, tidbit. All the episodes at the beginning, you know, all the way up to like episode 45, you're going to be hearing me promote a book or talk about a book called How to Love Your Body Again. And um, every time that you hear that, just in your mind, know that I'm actually talking about a different book that I provide on my website now because I had my old website up for all of those episodes. That was the free gift that I wanted to provide for people. But I revamped my website. It's rebranded. It's much more aligned with my message. You know, I'm constantly evolving and I had a lot of 
um, evolving personally, but not so much with my site. So my my site has been changed since the first 40 episodes that you're going to hear on this show. So every time I say, head on over to my site and get your free book, How to Love Your Body Again, know that I'm not talking about that book anymore. The book has changed. I made a new free guide that really represents what I want to be promoting much more than loving your body again, which is great still. But that book, How to Love Your Body Again, didn't really give you the kind of insight that I wanted to give you. So I've made a new book for you, and it's called 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession. So when you go over to my site, it'll say, get your free guide, and I made that for you. It's absolutely free. And also, just know that once you get that book, you'll also have my podcast episodes delivered to your inbox, to your email every week. So convenient, so easy to get them delivered straight to you. So that's all I've got to say for these little like housekeeping things. Um, I am ready to get started with this show. So let's go dive into the life of Maddie Moon and how I got to where I am today. So what you probably already gathered by now is I'm a former fitness model and competitor. Let's go back to high school when all of this started. You know what? Let's go even earlier to childhood because I believe that a lot of the ideals we create around the perfect body and the life that we get once we get that perfect body, it's all created back in the days when we were younger and we were impressionable. And even if our loved ones said things that they didn't mean, we might take it a certain way and create these ideals in our minds and it might, you know, kind of form how we see beauty and how we see our bodies and food and good and bad things. And so when I was younger, I was watching this show. It's called Lizzie McGuire. You know, some of you 20-year-olds, 20-somethings may remember this show from the Disney Channel. But I really loved this show um, from Lizzie McGuire. And one of the girls in one of the episodes, you know, her best friend, I forget her name, Miranda or something like that, she felt really out of control with life. And she felt really distraught and wanted to find a way to become more in control of the things that she felt out of control with. So she started her first diet. And in this diet, she just didn't eat anything at all. She stopped eating for like a couple days. And at the end of the show, she, you know, she fainted when she was trying to perform a dance routine. All of her friends, Lizzie and the guys, they're all like, what's wrong? What happened? And she's like, oh, you know, I just didn't feel very in control of my life, so I decided to just stop eating because controlling my body was the one thing I could control. And then all of her friends were like, don't do that. That's not good. Oh, no. And she's like, you're right. I shouldn't do that anymore. Let's go eat. You know, happy story. They all hug it out. The end. But in my head, like my elementary school kid head, I was thinking, light bulb, oh my gosh, a new way to control that sense of not being in control, a new way to channel my fears. This is brilliant. This is genius. What's more, I get attention from friends and family. They want to know what's wrong with me. You know, I get attention. It all looks like a good plan. So in my head, you know, it became an idea instead of just being told of you know the dangers of not eating to me it was like okay a new concept a new coping mechanism I didn't exactly act on it then continuing down the line down the road I um, started to show a few signs of interest in the vegetarian lifestyle when I entered high school my best friend at the time was a vegan and she got me really on board with vegetarianism and animal cruelty and doing what I can to promote um, 
improvements in the slaughterhouse industry. I watched all the documentaries. I stocked up on all the um, meat substitutes, all the soy I could get my hands on. And I just started this new life head first. I just dove right in. And at first it was all ethical reasons for the first year or so all ethical. I just wanted to do it for the animals. It felt good. I was passionate about it. Um, but then soon enough, people started commenting on my body. They were saying, wow, looks like you lost a lot of weight, Madeline. You look small. You look so good. Good job. How did you do it? These comments started to lodge themselves in my brain. And I was thinking, wow, this feels really good. I really like the way this feels when people tell me that I look nice. I look thin. Um, I'm getting recognition, admiration. I feel glamorous. This feels nice. I want more of this. How do I get more? So in my head, I really enjoyed these feelings of admiration and I wanted more. I forgot why I started the whole vegetarian thing to begin with. And I was looking for a new way to continue to keep the weight loss going because I was realizing it was stalling. I wasn't losing any more weight. Mind you, I was small. I didn't need to lose any more weight. All I knew is that I liked the way people were looking at me now. So from there, I added on cardio. I added on an hour on the elliptical every day after my my school. After sitting in a chair and studying for eight hours, I decided to go spend another hour on the elliptical. And then I got to the point where I, was, I wouldn't get off it until I burned a thousand calories. And then if I went a little over a thousand calories, that became my new standard. I had to burn that much the next day where I was... I was considered to myself a failure. So I kept creating all of these different um, standards for myself. I had to keep meeting these new standards. And, and if, I didn't, um, if I didn't eat fewer calories than I burned that day, again, I felt like a failure because I knew I wouldn't get that recognition if I didn't keep the momentum going. So needless to say, I was, ending I was going down a very, very dark path. And soon enough, I transferred over to the treadmill and running nine miles a day and getting admiration that way and feeling superior and self-righteous because I was doing things other people weren't doing. But yet, it was stalling. I didn't feel like there was this area of my heart that was being fulfilled. So I thought, what can I do now? This is obviously old news. How do I keep this to like, how do I keep continuing this momentum? What do I do now? I'm bored of this. Vegetarian, vegan, all this stuff is getting old. What can I do now? Cue fitness modeling and the fitness competition. I started getting really um, engaged with the fitness lifestyle, and I decided that what I was doing, you know, I heard I heard on um, the radio or I read a magazine clip that said, you know, if you run too much, that's considered skinny fat. You'll be skinny fat, and I didn't want to be skinny fat. Then a light bulb in my, went off in my head. I was like, oh, that's why I'm not getting recognition still. It's because I'm skinny fat. Dear Lord, I don't want to be that. And so from there, I went on a rampage of just learning everything I could about fitness modeling. And I was introduced to different fitness models online and stocking up on Oxygen Magazine. And I ordered my first shipment of protein powder and supplements and BCAAs. And I studied all of these different supplements and what I can do and meal timing and macronutrients and workouts and before I knew it I was I was in way over my head I signed up for my first fitness competition 
I was about to turn 21. I didn't want to drink on my birthday, even though it was a month away. And I knew if I could just have this goal that was bigger than me, it would keep me from drinking on my 21st birthday because we all know that drinking is calories, empty calories, and that'll make me skinny fat. So what I do, I paid money to this trainer. I said, sign me up. I'm on board. I'm game for this. Let's go. So I don't want to drag this out too much, but let's just say for four months, I followed one meal plan day after day after day after day. I mean literally the same six meals for straight four months. I think that I went to a restaurant one time in the entire four months and it was so stressful and embarrassing. It was supposed to be a date, but I was so obsessed with making sure my chicken didn't have any sodium pre-packed with it and that my broccoli didn't come with oil on it and it was steamed and everything was perfectly made for me. And even once I had my meal, I was suspicious and I felt like there's got to be oil in this. I just know it. And I was mad and I felt guilty. I felt like I wasn't going to get first place in my competition, even if it was months away. After the dinner, I would go on the forums on bodybuilding.com and read about what is this oil, this, this oil going to do to me? How do I know if the waitress was lying to me when she said that it wasn't prepacked with sodium? What do I do? How do I avoid this? And all the people would just say, don't go to restaurants again. Don't go to restaurants. Like, just stay inside. You got to make your own meals to stay on track. It sucks, but it's the only way to do it, you know? That's the only way you can be fit. So again, I was like, okay, more rules. Get out my notebook, write down. No more restaurants, no more sodium, no more salt. No more trusting anybody because I have to make sure that I make my meals myself. So, you know, this process just went on for a long, long time. I'm talking months. I was just eating the same foods and they were not nutrient-dense foods. They were low in calories. I was not eating many calories and I was working out six times a week. I was making a couple YouTube videos here and there about my fit lifestyle and how I was so healthy. And people were saying, you are healthy. Look at your abs. But little did they know, I was obsessed. I was dying on the inside. I was searching for self-worth. And I just was craving for someone to tell me, Madeline, you don't have to do this anymore. But the only thing people were telling me is, way to go. You're doing it right. So I just kept going. So I did my first competition, and you know what? It was a letdown. The actual day of the show, I felt like I was reaching this high of like strutting my stuff and wearing my swimsuit and getting all the attention and the glamour and the Instagram likes and comments and posts. But then afterwards, the next day, got my scores back. I didn't place number one. I didn't place number five. I placed number ninth. It was ninth out of 20. And in my heart, that meant I wasn't enough. And then I looked at my critique card, and the judges critiqued me, and they said, you're not symmetrical enough. Your boobs aren't big enough. Your butt's not big enough. What are you even doing on this stage? You know, they didn't actually say, what are you doing on this stage? But they did make it very clear that I had a lot of work to do. And for me, I just gave up four months of my life for this competition where I'd be judged next to somebody else. I actually thought that... I would find satisfaction, I would finally be content with my body and myself after being judged next to the other people because I expected that then I would be enough and they would tell me, you are enough, you're beautiful, you know, you're, you're perfect, that's it. But no, they didn't. What I didn't realize at the time is that, first of all, perfection is subjective. It's subjective whether or not it's me judging myself or it's someone else. No matter who's the one telling me 
what level of perfection I've reached, it's never going to be enough. In their eyes, you know, the thing about fitness competitions is you don't know these judges' experiences. First of all, why would you want them to be telling you when you're enough, if your body's good, if your body's better than the person next to you? If you have blonde hair, what if they have, like, brunettes more? If you don't have any tattoos, what if they like tattoos more? What are you going to do then? How do you not take a comment to heart when someone says, you don't rank up to this person next to you? You're not enough. So from there on out, that's where the real turmoil started. After that competition, I was searching for that self-worth elsewhere. I thought maybe if I just worked on those things that the judges said I needed to work on, then I would find it. So I set out to gain more muscle, and I set out to improve my my butt and I even thought well my boobs aren't big enough how do I fix that I need to stuff my my swimsuit but you know even if I stuff stuff my swimsuit for my next show what are people thinking about me when I'm just walking out in the street are people just thinking wow that girl has tiny boobs like she doesn't look like a fitness model how do I look like a fitness model all the time and not just when I have my six coats of tans on I know, maybe if I just continue to shape my glutes and I do legs three times a week, but I also have that perfect calorie count every single day, I never miss it, to make sure that I have lean mass, I don't gain any unnecessary body fat, and then it just kept going. Signed up for a new coach. This coach put me on 900 calories a day. Two, two a day workouts, morning and night. And anytime I asked, can I have another meal? He'd say no. It's all in your mind. It's not in your body. It's all in your mind. Your mind is just saying you're hungry, but your body's not. Um, no, my body was hungry. It was starving. But I just wanted someone else to tell me how to eat. I didn't trust myself anymore. I thought, no, there's no way I can trust myself to eat the way that I need to eat. I need to listen to this man that I've never even met. A man that I only know from the online world. Someone introduced me to him saying he's a great coach. You know, but he was telling me to run myself into the ground before I knew it I didn't have a period I lost my period I had more food fears than I ever could have imagined I was scared of bread I was scared of gluten I was afraid of dairy I was afraid of red meat I was afraid of carbs after dark I was afraid of carbs too early in the morning I was afraid of any food before my fasted cardio in the morning I didn't know if I should have cardio before or after my life my lift lifting sessions I didn't know what people were thinking about me I didn't know if I'd ever be enough period so needless to say, fast forward, I ended up joining up with all these different diet clubs. I tried out paleo. I tried out another fitness competition. And then eventually I just said, you know, what's going to happen when I die? <laughs> you know, it's kind of morbid, but I thought, when I die, what are people going to say at my funeral? Are they going to say, you know, Madeline Moon, Maddie Moon, she was so good at clean eating. She was so good at never eating out. Good for her for never going to a restaurant and enjoying any wine or any of those fun things that I enjoy. You know, good for her. She has willpower. Or did I want people to say, you know, Maddie Moon, she she was a light in my life. She brought me comfort when no one else could. She was there to listen to me when I needed help. Maddie Moon, she was just there. She helped me in my darkest times. When I thought about this, all I could think is, wow, people are only going to comment on my body. My body, the one thing that one day is going to turn to dust. Either I could learn how to do something special with my life that will last forever, carry on in other people's lives, or I could work on this body that no one else cares about, 
the only person that actually cared about it was me spending all this time perfecting my body when obviously other people would never say it's enough. Obviously, I would never say it's enough. It doesn't even matter because one day it does turn to dust. So what do I do now? So I set out on a journey. I, I wanted to find my intuition again. I wanted to be mindful of life. I wanted to live every day with purpose and intention inside of my body, not my body. You know, my body became, at one point for, for about seven years of my life, my weight was my worth. But there was a point where I said, you know what? Weight can't be worth for me anymore. My worth has to be my soul, my spirit, my intention, my purpose, my passion, anything else but the trivial pursuit of weight loss. Because that's never given me what I need in life. It's never given me what I wanted in life. Even when I got that high from seeing that I lost weight or that high from someone saying, wow, you look great, it's fleeting. It's temporary. It's not long lasting. And I knew that deep down. But I had to set out to find a way to achieve that intuition again I had to find a way to come back to it I knew it was there it was hidden but there were a lot of things I needed to do I needed to find it again so that's where I started this podcast I started mind body musings because I wanted to document my journey with other people on how I found that food freedom and life of my dreams by leaving my exercise addiction by finding my self-worth in other places outside of my weight outside of body image it was never about the food it was never about the calories it was always about my relationship with my weight and my body and not being in tune with my my purpose and my gift so my goal for you in this podcast is to share my own experiences about disordered eating about body image uh, about the journey to finding your special gift and sharing it with the world and also interviewing others that do the same thing i implore you to just tune into all of these podcast messages subscribe to it on itunes Um, You can also make sure you check out my website, maddymoon.com, M-A-D-D-Y, maddymoon.com. And I want to also let you know that I have a program, a four-week course that introduces you to how you can start living a life of passion and purpose free from food obsessions. It's called Body Freedom. If you go to maddymoon.com slash BF, you will see... The Body Freedom course, everything that's involved, it involves email coaching with me, a support group, um, one video about an hour long every single week, exercises, books that you should read. Um, I even have a book called The Perfection Myth that I'll direct you to on that page. So go ahead and check out um, Body Freedom. I would love to have you. And I really feel like this would be a great fit for anyone that finds this podcast resonates with them because I know what it's like to be consumed by calories and by food and food fears and what people think about you and your relationship with body image and weight. And I also know what it's like to not have those problems and to not be addicted to food and weight and body image and to feel free and to wake up every morning saying, What am I going to do in this awesome body? Not what am I going to eat? What time am I going to eat? How am I going to fit in a workout? But how am I going to live today that really makes me feel awesome regardless of weight, regardless of the food I eat? How am I going to feel awesome, be awesome, and do some awesome things? That's what Body Freedom teaches you how to do. All right, guys. I 
I'm so thoroughly excited about sharing this journey with you. You have a lot of episodes to go, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So please let me know if you ever have any questions by emailing me at mindbodymusings at gmail.com, and I'll see you next week. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.